Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. Hey, it is time to hear another episode of Living Scent. I'm excited to be here. We're actually having fun in the room. There's like crazy yeah. things happening before we even press record. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because we're really excited about what we're going to be talking about today. That's right. Uh, I think it's because we're really excited about doing another episode. We just, mm-hmm. we're yeah. into this. Like, it's it's kind of cool that we love each other. I, you know, it's fun. It makes it <clears throat> a whole lot easier. Yeah, but for uh, those listeners who might not know who's in the room, uh, that uh, we've got, I'm, I'm Scott, discipleship pastor at Resonate. You might have never... Uh, heard me on this podcast before. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Jason is on the mic over there. Hello, everybody. He's also causing trouble already this morning. I'm trying not to, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. like my thing. Okay, that's right. And Yvonne is on mic as Hello. well. Yeah, she's the equipping minister at Resonate Church. And I, I mean, that's sort of a fun title. You, I guess so, yeah. You get to help everybody be equipped. You kind of yeah. are like the, the one who is going around equipping everyone in the church (laughs) no really like you you really do you have that gear and it's clearly working Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i get a lot of joy from it yeah Yeah. it's awesome yeah i was i was thinking about both of you this morning going oh i love it when you're you're there like little trainings that you're doing with staff Mm. about teaching about leading and just like offering gold nuggets to people yeah you're you're helping other people your fruit is growing on other other leaders Mm. trees because of those kinds of praise god yeah Pretty awesome, and uh, Vicky is over making, uh, pressing all the buttons, making everything happen. Yes, girl. she's orchestrating that's the a entire really, thing. That's a really cool sweater, Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. I wish you guys yeah, could see it. I wish right. you could see it. I'm yeah. not even going to describe it. Just well, imagine a cool sweater. Uh, yes, and, but we're we're actually here to talk about one. I think my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> I, I I have never yet. <laughs> that is not hyperbole or an understatement. <laughs> this is I, where Scott gets the most excited. Is this very topic? That so, is true. So Yvonne, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so we are, this is another kind of response episode to the MC training that we had mm-hmm. a number of weeks ago. Um, and last week we talked about just like a different apprentice fails. And so this week, because the, the other thing we talked about in the MC training was the five gospel frameworks. Mm-hmm. And we really just took time to orb those things out and talk about the importance of gospel fluency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it ties into the vision that Ryan, Pastor Ryan, was sharing mm-hmm. at the members meeting, saying one of our dreams is that every person who's a disciple at Resonate would be able to say the gospel out loud to yeah. people that don't know it, right? That that would it would be every single 100%. What we're aiming at is 100% of disciples yeah. who can speak the gospel. Well, I think that is... That's an, that's that's such a beautiful dream and something that we can joyfully work towards. And because imagine, imagine if every disciple, I mean, just think about it. Well, imagine if every disciple at Resonate was speaking the gospel in their home, in their work, in their school, in their MC, in their wherever they went. Uh, can you imagine the kind of impact that would have? That'd just be incredible. Yeah. Yep. So to get there, like, why is the strategy then that we would talk about this in our MCs? Mm-hmm. So the this is why it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a conversation with an atheist this weekend. Mm. I, I went out for coffee with a guy who visited Resonate, doesn't believe in God yet, and he had tons of questions. And we he was sort of a nerd like me, so we yeah. ended up talking about <laughs> world religions. And I was I was offering like, what's unique to Christianity? 
and and it's grace. It's mm-hmm. the gospel of grace. Mm-hmm. It's like every other world framework that you're going to look through is going to be earning. And so this this is, a, I, I I come away from the weekend and um, even MC leader trainings and thinking about every MC that's happening. I'm like, this is the solution. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the thing. It yeah. is the mm-hmm. treasure. Yeah. There's nothing else that will actually lead to a transformed, joy-filled life. It's it's the grace of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And and yet it's really easy to not be clear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of you, if for those of you out there who are very concrete like me sometimes, uh, you've probably heard what Scott just said. You're thinking, oh, I remember I'm looking at the five gospel frameworks yep. and he just said that he said grace. And it's like, where does that doesn't oh, show up yeah. on exactly on the five <laughs> gospel frameworks, but it actually does. And we're going to talk about just yep. the different. We're going to break the it down. Five, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The five different things. Yeah. I, um, you know, just talking about growing in the gospel, there's there's a gentleman who just started coming to our church uh, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and he has a church background, and but uh, but not a gospel background, and he immediately signed up to be a part of our ops team, and mm. so now he's okay. he's volunteering with the ops team. That's awesome. But what Michelle and I are so excited about mm-hmm. is him being overwhelmed and completely saturated in the gospel environment that is the ops team, the church mm-hmm. environment, the sermons, like all of that, because he's never been a part of that mm-hmm. before. And we were just dreaming the other day of what's going to happen through him, his family, his extended family, because <laughs> this is just a guy who we feel like his life is about to explode. Yeah. yeah. Can't I wait. So I, awesome. I think you said something really key, too. Like he, He's been a part of churches before, mm-hmm. but it's all too easy for the basic message of the church to not be the gospel, right? Like, like we or we compartmentalize it. Yeah, we have a one Sunday a, a year where we say the gospel out yeah. loud. Yeah, uh, and and that's just like, yeah. Yeah, hopefully every MC leader and apprentice gets that. Like, that's not the way that Resonate views it. We yeah. we view this as the treasure. This is the thing that God's given us, and it's the focus of every sermon. It's the it's the point uh, that we're trying to land on in every MC. Right, yeah. right. And and to be fair, I mean. Um, we we love and celebrate, and as a church, we we desire to continue to grow in the gospel. And um, but we know that we're not uh, we're not flawless. And yeah. what's interesting about um, what's interesting about the gospel is that it can be we can easily slide into earning and not yeah. even know it. Yeah. That there's corners. We default to it. We default <laughs> yeah, to. It's like the slope pulls us. Trying into to it. exactly trying to <laughs> yeah. prove, and so yeah. I, I would just say, you know, I think resonate since I've been here for two years. Resonate yeah. has blessed. And that God has uh, shaped us by the gospel, and we are continuing to make that our foundation. And yeah, we, I think the gospel would tell us we have room to grow and room to continue to to inc- improve, not improve, to grow our belief, mm-hmm. to grow our faith. Yeah, so that's right. Well, I, I love that thought, and let's just explore that a little bit more, like our own journeys, because mm-hmm. the uh, the the landing we want to talk about is gospel fluency. How how to be fluent, a- able to speak it wherever you are. Um, not not having to like be mechanical about it or need a, a little gospel track in order to say the gospel, but that we're just fluent. We we see it everywhere. Um, so what what about our journeys for gospel fluency? What did that look like for you guys? Yeah, I remember when I first started attending Resonate in 2011 and starting to hear this like quote unquote gospel language, and it at first seemed to me like a 
more advanced or complicated version. Look, like how if you grew up in church, you know that the Sunday school answer is always Jesus. Right. <laughs> is it? No, no, it is. No, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lapse there for a moment. Okay. Yeah, you're right. No. But now with this like gospel language, now there's just more sentences than just saying Jesus. That's what it was for me at mm. first. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, um, Jesus is the hero, or he finished the work, so I don't have to. Yeah. Um, it's not on me, or yeah. I'm believing a lie. And mm. again, I, I know I'm like saying it with like slight tone, and those are all true things, but at first I just took it as vocabulary from the outside to slap in like into my mouth to come out through my lips in response to different things, but I didn't quite understand or uh, believe it yet, but I had to start there. I had to just kind of start parroting this language first as God just grew my understanding and depth of that in my heart. Yeah, yep. So you were hearing it and thinking sort of like the auto Jesus Sunday school Mm -hmm. answer, but then over time, you started to go, okay, there's, there's, it started to take hold in yeah. some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's then awesome. I started to be able to, um, not just hold to the phrases that I learned. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, just, it just became literally fluent. Like we yeah. talk about gospel fluency, like mm-hmm. it's a language and yeah. it pretty much is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I love that thought too. Cause you, if you learn French, you might know a few phrases at first, you might get the alphabet, you might yeah. learn how to diagram a sentence, but then later on you stop thinking about that and you mm-hmm. can just say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Great. I, uh, I, I grew up in, I grew up in a Baptist church and not like, you know, fundamental Southern Baptist kind of atmosphere, but kind of bland like white toast, uh, Baptist. Yeah. And, um, and I remember when I was around 28 th- or 29, 30 years old, mm. as a pastor at a church in, uh, in, I was transitioning from Visalia to Castro Valley and getting hooked up with, uh, the gospel coalition. I, yeah. I read an article and I went, what, yeah. what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And, Honestly, it was the more I was reading, and then I started listening to the likes of Don Carson and, yep. and Tim Keller, and going, "Oh, you know." Yeah. And <laughs> and so for me, it was huh? it began to be it was an intellectual journey, yeah. and realizing I think it was probably around, and it took a while, but it around thirty two, thirty three, I began to not regret, but realize that the way I was actually living and doing ministry was completely from an earning perspective. Mm. And it was, I need to do this or else it won't happen, Mm. both in my own life and both in my ministry. And so there just started to be this transformation of, no, Jesus has already accomplished it. I I am called to shepherd, but Jesus is the only one who can, I was a youth pastor at the time, Jesus is the only one who can transform the lives of of these students. And it actually made ministry so much more, um, enjoyable is not the right word, mm. but I didn't, I, I was able to, I'll put it to you this way. I was able to sleep at night. Yeah. It took the burden off. It took <laughs> the burden off. Yeah. And so it was like, Hey, we mm. can, we can actually just be so confident that God is doing a work here and, um, and we're going to work as hard as we can, but God is the one that's going to, is, is going to change people's hearts. And so it lifted the burden. And so it's been a journey I'd say for the last, you know, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I love 
uh, Jeff Vanderstelt's book, Gospel Fluency, mm. he starts off saying, we're all unbelievers. Yes. We're all unbelievers. Mm. That even, threw me the first time. pastors yeah. are unbelievers. That <laughs> threw me when I first read that. I went, uh-uh. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're lying awake at night feeling burdened. I do it too, but it's because I'm thinking it depends on me, mm. and the gospel means oh, you actually contribute nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. yeah. So. And just to fully orb that out, because some of you might be hearing that sentence, like, we're all unbelievers and oh. still like that's a <coughs> violation because i haven't read the book and this and that i hope they're offended read the book yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but what are you what are you thinking yeah but it, it's really talking about how our whole hearts are not fully believing yeah. the gospel yet yeah and we we kind of talked about it in previous episodes of how there's a lot of seats in our heart and there's this transfer yeah. of lordship and so the ones where i'm still you know, in control, that I'm the boss of these certain things in my life. That's where I'm not a believer. Still. Right, right. Yeah. Isn't it interesting too? You find more seats and more chairs mm-hmm. as you get as you get older and, and further along in your journey. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that chair existed, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm clearly sitting in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For my journey, um, I I think God just showed me the gospel at a young age. Like I, I, I can go back and, and find evidences of it, but I didn't, I wasn't fluent. I didn't see it. Um, I, I think I saw it compartmentalized, mm. you know? Um, but in uh, the late 2000s at Bridges Church, where Ryan, Pastor Ryan and I were both associate pastors, and we started talking about the gospel, and it was really through Ryan, like he had a way to see it and communicate it that was really impacting me. Mm. And at the same time, that's when I discovered the Gospel Coalition mm. and D.A. Carson and Tim huh. Keller. And I I could not stop listening to their teachings about it. And I, I remember there was a conference in 2008, I think, 2007. And uh, I, I probably played a Tim Keller um it was a it was about ministry implications from the gospel, mm. and I I probably played it twenty times in wow. a period of like two months. You wow. know, I just listened to it again and again and again, and it was the same the, the same thought. Like I felt a burden coming off. Wow! And it it was changing the way I looked. I started opening my Bible, and I couldn't open my Bible without seeing the gospel somewhere, like grace instead of earning. Right. And um, and it it. It changed something. I guess it's not even like snapped. I I I felt like God transformed me in that season, and I felt like I describe it saying I felt like I was born again again. Mm. Wow, <laughs> it was wow. like so clear. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I can't put it back now. I can't. I can't yeah, stop right? seeing it everywhere. Well, and <laughs> and that's that's the incredible thing about the gospel is once you I think see it and you you sniff it out and you go, wow, this is amazing. You you notice you see um, the lack of gospel yeah uh, a lot of other places and you go and, and you can you can sniff it out really quick mm-hmm. and honestly part of that journey is you get snobby about it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> first delight in the gospel yeah. and then you're like I know the gospel yeah. <laughs> oh that's not the gospel totally. <laughs> yeah. I remember like you don't yes. realize you're not believing the gospel as For you're sure. snobby about the gospel <laughs> when, we, when I was okay. a couple years <laughs> in to that my journey hurts. at Resonate mm-hmm. when we were at Fremont Adult School and I remember um, there were just times where I found myself uh, like visiting a friend and going with them to their church or going to other churches and I felt so uppity man 
Like, mm. I was like, wow, like, we preach the gospel and they don't. Like, this church is suckier. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and mm. it's so gross. Yeah. Like, because in reality, every church is is beautiful, part of the beautiful bride. And yeah. we all do different things well. Mm -hmm. And just by God's grace, this is the thing that he's shown our church. Yeah. But yeah. we're very broken in other yeah. ways. And we really don't get it <laughs> enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would yeah. like to just say I would like to not give examples of the snobbiness that I have <laughs> okay. exhibited. Okay. Yeah. Just know that they are many, <laughs> yep. and yeah. they pop yeah. up every once in a while. Yeah, so the, the premise is then we're all on a journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that every MC leader, every person in your MC is on a journey. That yeah. is so true. Yet what we're wanting is to see this beautiful thing. Yes. And it's more beautiful than we know yet. <sighs> and so yeah. there's way ways to see it more clearly. Mm -hmm. And and that's really the goal of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, how can we get it clearer? How can we how can we see it for for all the beauty that it really mm -hmm. is? Amen. And um one of the one of the seasons at Resonate where we were launching the counseling ministry, we were trying to teach lay counselors how to say the gospel. And uh, so we we ended up sort of devising a simple way mm -hmm. to break down the components of the gospel. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to say the gospel, it's going to have these parts. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have one of these parts, maybe you didn't say the gospel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it, it will always have this effect. These are like the elements. And uh, it, it was really like a synthesis of all those Tim Keller and D.A. Carson sermons, mm -hmm. right? Instead of listening to, you know, 20 hours of Tim Keller preaching, like, how can we say it quickly or sort of, sort of in a, in a, that like the essence yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And or you could nerd out and just listen to 20 hours of Tim Keller, which I sounds mean, I, great I, to I, me. I hope everyone would. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, but the idea too is um, if, if we're, if we're going to train and we're going to be equipped, mm -hmm. then uh, understanding sort of the components of it really helps us to make, like we're, we're able to become fluent more easily yes. when, when we understand the parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I use the analogy. I don't know if this is really helpful, but it's like uh, in grammar, you diagram a sentence. Like one of the words is a verb, and one of the verbs is an adjective, mm -hmm. and one is a noun. And the, when you are able to identify the parts, then you understand what you're saying, and, and you, can, you can actually like frame your, your sentences and communication in mm -hmm. a different way. So um, the, the, the five frameworks are just sort of resonate simple way mm -hmm. of looking at the parts of, of it. Sort and of that's like, why we put it at the top of every MC yeah, guide. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. By the way, they're um, on your MC guide every week. And I, I, The worry is like we, we pass over it oh, yeah. without understanding like, oh, there's something so beautiful here that can help us in greater ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I felt it when we did a MC leader training getting ready for the Preston mm -hmm. Sprinkle Conference, and we talked about world versus religion. religion. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we, we sort of broke down how both world and religion um, are missing gospel yeah. and, and broke it down through the frameworks. And I remember in the training, I, I felt like people were going, ah, because it was a practical application yeah. Yeah. of the gospel frameworks. But yeah. then as you see each one, it's like, oh, it just got clearer. So our hope today is get clearer. Yeah. Like, we we want to get it clearer. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's I mean the more clear we as MC leaders and apprentices can be on the gospel ourselves, the the more that we can help our people see the the gospel more clearly and communicate it more clearly. Yeah, I mean, and and not just and and let's 
and believe it, <laughs> and not just say it, but to actually believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's break down each each one of these frameworks. Yeah, like let's sort of talk about it. I'll set it up, and you guys share whatever comes to your Come mind as, as I'm talking. How's that sound? So. Um, whatever the, comes to our mind? Yeah, whatever comes oh. to your mind. I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the the first framework, this man, this is Tim Keller. He he blew my mind with this, yeah. but it's um it, that it's it's news, not advice. The yeah. word gospel literally means good news. It right. is the good news. Right. And the delineation between news and advice was it was so powerful to me when when Tim Keller like started teaching on that. And I realized how much I'm giving advice. I, I think we're advice monsters, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So advice is counsel about something you're supposed to do, and news is a report of something that's already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think one of the ways I, I, I hear it when I'm not gospeling is when I use the word should. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's advice. Right. I, I just, and I, right. I'm like, how many times do I say that in yeah. a day? <laughs> so. What's well, also the, so that, that's a, that's a great way to see it. I, what's helpful for me is to, it's the difference between something that's objective and subjective. Yeah. So, um, good news, you're, you're talking about something that is outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that is immutable. It happened. Yeah. It is reality. It already took place. It already took place yeah. And no, no amount of erasing or work or whatever can change that good news. But advice is all, it's subjective to the person giving it and it's subjective to the person receiving it. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not grounded in anything outside of the self yeah so it can be so then now all of a sudden i can give you advice scott on what kind of bike to buy okay because i think you should have a a gravel bike Mm -hmm. because that's the best idea but then yvonne says no you need a road bike Mm -hmm. that's what you need well we've just given two subjective ideas Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's one way to look at it. it it changes based on the situation yeah 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 I, I also think that advice puts, and this adds to your point, Jason, it puts us in the seat of expert. Ooh. And, and advice is not a bad thing in and of itself. There's a place for it. Yeah, yes, there is. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Because if I were to talk to either of you about basketball, comparatively, I am an expert. Fact. And so I can give you basketball advice. And you have many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... When it comes to just life and and something that would actually be the solution to like the inner turmoil that we face each day, n- no one, no human is the expert. And mm. so if I'm giving you advice on that, that's subtly telling myself, my own heart, oh, I do know better. And let me like be over you and give you this thing. And it's like this downward kind of motion. Mm-hmm. But really it's, it's all side by side. Sure. All humans, like we're, we're all equal in God's sight. And yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say too, that news unifies That's us right. and it, it, it makes us go, okay, here's this news that you and I have heard. Mm-hmm. And so we now together acknowledge and believe and, 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 and respond to this thing that we've heard. Right. Um, whereas advice, it points at me well and it creates a hierarchy mm-hmm. um in between yeah. two people That's because right. now if you don't follow my advice yeah why didn't you do that mm-hmm. do you think i'm not able or you think you're better than me or you're giving me advice why are you giving me advice yeah yeah, yeah the idea of 
I, we need advice. Mm -hmm. Like I love it when my sons ask me for advice. I think it's really <laughs> wise, you know, because I've made more mistakes than they have. So it's just because like you're older. <laughs> but uh, thinking of advice, it's like when you're trying to learn how to do something. Yeah. Right. And so there's always going to be a space for advisors, counselors, mm -hmm. yeah. people who give advice. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course. But just understand when you're giving advice, you're not saying the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's right. Not it, it, there's never yes. a time when advice is the gospel. And that's because of the nature of what news is. Sure. And so the I love that you're talking like the subjectivity. It's sort of like I'm giving you something and now you have to do something with it. Yeah. You know? Um and, and it's like I think that helps when we're trying to do things in life, when we're trying to gain skills, we're trying to like sure. if you're trying to learn how to tie your shoe, you need someone to show you, mm -hmm. right? If if you're asking someone <laughs> yeah. for financial that's advice, that's right? right? Like yeah. should, you if know I'm trying to tie my shoe and you speak the gospel. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna I help you. I will be so pissed at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, well, Yvonne, see. Maybe not, if it really is the gospel in a meaningful way. Yeah. Jesus has, see, Jesus has done the work so that whether or not you can tie your shoe has no bearing yeah, on your I eternal soul. And you're like, okay, great, but how do I tie my shoe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's where the gospel being good news, it's always going to be a report of something that's already happened. Right. And that means mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do to make it happen because it already did, yeah. right? And uh, Tim Keller used the idea of like reading a report uh, in the newspaper of something that happened in New York last week. Yeah. Can you do anything about it? No, you can't. There's yeah. actually nothing you can do about it. You can receive the message yeah. or you can not believe the you message. You can not believe it, sure. But it's, it never, it's never prescriptive about you. Yeah. It's yeah. just a report. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, second framework, Jesus is the hero. Mm. Uh, this one... I, it it's like sounds so easy, mm -hmm. but I find myself so often making myself the hero. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like this might be the hardest one. It might be. Uh, yeah, for I me. think this one is the simplest one to understand, Yeah. but it is the hardest one to like almost put into practice yeah. Yeah. in our daily yeah, lives. Yeah, I agree. So what do you yeah. think it means, Jesus the hero, if we were trying to explain that to our MCs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think in thinking about Jesus being the hero, um, it's simple as, it's something, it can be something as simple as um, every, every hurt or suffering or, or problem or everything in life, um, where I'm going to find freedom, where I'm going to find relief, where I'm going to find um, uh, something that will um, allow me to move forward is found in Jesus, not myself, not my work, not anybody else not not pastor ryan not pastor yeah, scott yeah. not yvonne not yeah. not vicky not anybody else only in jesus himself in the yeah. work that he's done and this is really this is the good news that jesus is our hero yeah. he is the one who stands and says i have I am the mediator between you and God. I have wiped away your sin. I have made you. I have invited you to the table to mm -hmm. dine with me as my co-heir. Mm -hmm. And that is that makes Jesus the one that we celebrate. Yeah. Uh, right. And it makes it very, I think it makes it clear um, when we come into, say, a worship service. Mm -hmm. Like who, it, it kind of, it's a filter for what we do when we gather together as believers. Yeah, yeah and the litmus test is if anyone else is the hero, then it's not the gospel, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, who are the people we, we try to make into heroes? Like, the hero is the one who solves it. The hero mm -hmm. is the one who does it. They do the work. Mm -hmm. Who actually did the work? Right? Yeah. And, and I, in the same way that you were saying that the word should is sort of like a buzzword for you, mm -hmm. for me, when I'm listening for who are they, who is this person making the hero, I listen for I have to language mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So 
Okay. Or sometimes I can hear it coming out of my own mouth when I'm stressed out about something mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about, I have to make this deadline. I right. have to make sure that this person's yep. okay. I <laughs> have to this. I must mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it as if there are truly no other options. Sure. Yeah. And that's because all the burden that I cannot bear is crushing me. Yeah. And it's not meant to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we can do the I have tos. That mm -hmm. might be our most common, but it's not too far off from the you have to. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yeah. we put expectations on our parents, on right. our kids, yeah. on our teachers, yeah. on our friends. And we ha anytime you're like a you have to, like mm -hmm. this is not the gospel. Right. right. You're you're not you're not in that right. zone. Yeah. Well I, you know I I think back to what I was sharing earlier about just my um, my epiphany of the gospel when I was in my youth ministry days, and um, I remember I remember coming back from, you know, youth group or summer camps or whatever it was, and we had labored so hard and we had poured ourselves out, and coming back so discouraged, you know, only one kid raised their hand to yeah. receive yeah. Christ, and just feeling like such a failure, mm -hmm. and yeah. in that scenario, I'm trying to be the hero. I'm trying to be the one who is the great, you know, the great pastor savior. Yeah, yeah we're all discouraged because uh -huh. I didn't do, I must have not preached enough or said enough right. to do that. So, right. okay, what we're going to do is we're going to cram through the other three. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've gotten through two, and then I, I, we're going to jump, I, we're going to have to do a second yeah, part. Because we, we yeah, we've no got so way. many practical ways to talk about mm -hmm. like how we say this out loud. But right. but real quick, number three is biblical. Yeah. Okay. What what do you guys if, if we think about biblical, it means if you're gonna find this, it's in the Bible somewhere. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. it's, somewhere. It's, you gotta it's dig gonna deep. Agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause it it's possible to say things that just aren't quite in sure. the Bible. Sure. Right? Well, it's and you can find it all over the scriptures and and by the way, not just in the New Testament, but that the gospel reality is all over the Old Testament as well. You look at how the fact that God saves the Israel out of Egypt yep. and then gives them the law, how he how mm -hmm. Ruth is in this impossible situation and Boaz who has no obligation to rescue her says, "Nope, uh, I, this Moabite, yep. I will rescue You're you. You're seeing good news I will everywhere. Yes, yeah. it's everywhere yeah. in the scriptures. And that was sort of the language we used at the beginning, like Jesus is the hero of every page yeah. of the Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you're trying to give someone good news, the good news is you'll be able to find a verse that corresponds mm -hmm. to it. How about comprehensive? Um, that's the idea that how, however you're viewing yourself, you're actually worse than you think. Mm -hmm. yeah. And at the same time, you're even more loved than you know. So the the worst is sort of like takes you down mm -hmm. farther, and the comprehensive is it's both all the way down to the bottom. Like yeah. you're actually worse. You're you're so bad that you can't be worse actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, and comprehensive is you're so loved that you can't get higher. Like yeah. you, there's there's no way to be elevated beyond yeah. what the way that he loves us. So. Yeah, this is the one where a lot of times I find myself explaining it as it slaps you from both ends. Yeah, it slaps you from great. like the the nether end yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> and the highest end of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of times with this we fall into the trap of only emphasizing one or the other. That's yeah. true. But That's true. Comprehensive means it's actually yeah. both. Right. Right. That's where the problem with prosperity gospel. Right. God yes. loves you. Mm -hmm. He's for you. He believes in you. You're right. His child. Well, that's only half of the story. The other half yeah. is you're a horrible rebel yeah. who's right. like spit in his face and a deserve of wrath. You yeah. know. Yeah. The and gospel super is full. Legalistic. Or like for <laughs> yeah. me, I come from immigrant Asian church. Like mm -hmm. we super emphasize the the, the horrible the, end. The only. nether side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The nethers. <laughs> the nethers. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. That's like the shame culture mm -hmm. sure like you you failed you haven't measured up you yeah 
Yeah, and so if it's really the gospel, it, it will it will attack both of those. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last one, uh, endlessly wonderful. And I, I this one's a cheat because it it's, is. It's really, but just, it's okay. It's a litmus test. It is. Every time you hear it, it'll be like, how can that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, every time you hear the gospel, a burden will lift off. The end, because we're on a journey of never, like we're, we're going to understand his love is actually greater than we understand right now. That means tomorrow I'm going to know more about the gospel than I know right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hearing it again is never boring. Yeah. Um, hearing it again is like, that's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and so someone who's really seeing the gospel and hearing the gospel, it doesn't get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, you could, we've talked about this before, but how the, the fifth one, Endlessly Wonderful, you know, you, you can take all f- the first four and, and you really, uh, the, the fact that, that it's good news is endlessly wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's that, the that, emotional that, response it of is, the four. Of the first four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's why. But I think it, it makes sense to have it on there. Yeah. Well, it, it comes from Tim Keller because he was talking about First Peter sharing how it, there's a line that says this gospel that's been preached to you, things into which even angels yeah. long to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he <laughs> makes the point like, okay, angels have been around a little longer than you yeah. and I, and they're probably a little smarter than you and I. Yeah. But when they hear the way that God sent his son, this grace to die for people, like what Jesus really did, yeah. the angels are on the edge of their seat. They're longing yeah. to mm-hmm. look yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's, I guess, in my mind, when someone's like, do you know the gospel? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Or did you hear the gospel? Yeah, okay, uh-huh. Yeah, you can't I'm shrug like, your shoulders. I'm like, so, yeah, oh, you didn't If hear you really it. believe it, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're really hearing it, you're like, how could it be? How can it be? How could it be? Yeah. So uh, our, our next episode, then, we're going to launch into really practical ways yeah. to speak it. We, we talked about the frameworks, but but we'll each we'll like break down each framework. We'll get into examples. Yeah, we'll talk about vocabulary to use to help you get each one of those frameworks, mm-hmm. so that when you're speaking the gospel, you can be more fluent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, looking forward to it. Sweet. Awesome. Have a great one.